Amigo? Oh, fuck off. Okay. Alright, welcome into the... I still don't remember what episode this is, but... You're listening to the Hippies and Cowboys podcast, and we're bringing you the best of the country music world like nobody else will tell it. Um, and joining us here today, we have a very special guest, Logan Hall. She's the co-owner of Twisted Bitch Cattle Company. Logan, welcome in. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your company, who you are? Hi, guys. Um, so I'm the co-owner of Twisted Bitch Cattle Company, and actually my mom and I own it together. And we started off by uh, raising just some small calves, and then everyone kept telling us we couldn't start from the ground up uh, raising cattle and doing our own cattle business. And we decided that we were going to prove them wrong. And now in our very first original herd, we have up to 15 and then we have another herd that is about two or three hundred head. So we're kind of growing a little bit. Um, we do have uh, our apparel. We have caps and wine and t-shirts and we do seasoning also. Um, what makes us a little bit different is uh, we do, uh, oh, I don't know, man, we're just different all around. Like I feel like you don't see a lot of stuff that's you know, okay with having bitch on it or like our designs, <laughs> like everything we do just is, is so different. And we put our, like I said, we put our own twist on everything. So that's kind of what makes us stand apart is you don't ever see anyone like stand up to like us. You don't go, oh, well her stuff looks like their stuff or their stuff looks like theirs because no one can compete with us. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And I, I, I tell you, I was just watching like someone, some video of someone singing on Twitter last night and they were wearing a Twisted Bitch hat. And I was like, fucking Oh, yeah, that's that's, awesome. that was Braxton. He's pretty cool. He's a he's actually a really good friend of mine. He lives here. In, oh, cool. Yeah, he lives here. In, Dude, he's, he's good. Yeah. He's good. No, he lives here in Angelo. So we get to um, we get to hang out with him quite a bit. He's pretty, pretty neat, dude. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Where can uh, where can everybody find your you know your social medias your websites? Why don't you? Uh, so you uh, we do we do have uh, Facebook, Instagram. We even have TikTok. We have a website. It's uh, twistedbitchcattlecompany.com. Uh, pretty much everything on social media. You just type in Twisted Bitch, and we're gonna be the first ones that pop up. Or on our website, <laughs> we have the the tags at the bottom that you can go click on. We've got a, a Pinterest, and we've got all the things. And we're we're still taking everything in in stride because I do do all of our social media by our by myself, and that seems to be like a full time job within itself. I do have to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. No yeah. <clears throat> Alrighty. Well, we're going to get into our episode here with yeah. Gabe Lee. Um, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us to uh, talk a little bit about your company. And uh, everybody, make sure you go and check out the website. Give her a follow on social media, and uh, I'm sure you'll be hearing more from her shortly. Oh yeah, dude! All sorts of awesome hats and stuff. Like she said, they're they're just different. You gotta you gotta see it. You gotta see it to believe it. So um, go check it out. Um, but coming up, we have Gabe Lee joining us, and um, we get into uh, talking about Nashville. He's from Nashville, born and raised, so kind of how that 
uh, his perspective on that and kind of the Nashville community. He plays us a song, pretty freaking sweet, live on the show. Yeah, we get to hear for, him play uh, Imogene off of his new record, Honky Tonk Hell. Um, it's live for us, I guess it won't be for you. But Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you roll with the punches, take what you can get. Oh <laughs> uh, boy, we get his take on Tiger King. Yeah, oh, yeah. we talk about Netflix for got a while. to. Logan, sure Logan, know. I know she listens to Tiger King. She's she's seen it <laughs> twice. Were you saying twice? You've seen it? Yes, twice. Carol Baskin. <laughs> Carol Baskin definitely killed her husband. <laughs> Without a doubt, got to throw that plug in there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know it's a real deal company. She she knows Carol Baskin killed her husband. <laughs> exactly. They're, they're legit guys. <laughs> uh, well, hey, we're gonna open the uh, the show off with uh, Susanna from Gabe Lee. Sir. Um, real great tune. Uh, he's got the keys going in it. Um, pretty awesome. And so uh, Gabe Lee opening up with Susanna. Um, enjoy.
All right, that was Gabe Lee with Susanna. Hot off his new album, Honky Tonk Hell 2020, just came out, and he is joining us today. Check this out, Gabe Lee. Hey guys, how's it going? What up? My name's Gabe Lee. I'm a songwriter from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm glad to be on with the boys at Hippies and Cowboys. Hey. You bet. <laughs> Oh yeah, Garrett's with us too. Almost oh yeah, Garrett's here. <laughs> what up? It's always so, so awkward. Here. It's always so awkward because oh, yeah. one guy has to like bring it in, and then we sit there and we're like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm here too." We announce the guest, and <laughs> like it goes the exact same way every single fucking time. <laughs> I think you guys nailed it. <clears throat> yeah, good. perfect. Yeah. Just how just how we have it scripted up, word for word. We're not professionals by any means. <laughs> One day, but One Gabe, day. you're here, and we're we're, we're definitely going to talk about this new album you got out, Honky Tonk Hell. We actually played a little bit on the Grady episode um, a couple weeks back, right after that came out, and uh, yeah, how's how's that going? What's your what's your thoughts on that? Pretty good feedback, or yes, sir. Yeah, Grady's been a huge supporter of us uh, since we put out our first record last March. That was Farmland, which was much more a singer songwriter project. Uh, very light uh, instrumentation, just me, guitar, and a dobro for the most part. Uh, after we put oh, yeah. that out, we got a little bit of traction from music blogs, Saving Country Music, um, uh, Americana yeah. Highways, and then, of course, Grady Smith as well, who has been uh, promoting it and championing this new this new record for us, Honky Tonk Hell. It was a blast to record. We did both records here in Nashville, uh, my hometown, and my, my producers, uh, David Dorn and Alex Torres from Torres Music Group. We uh yeah. we just work well together and and there's a there's a you know group sense of of uh, camaraderie when we're in the studio so it makes it all pretty easy they have these amazing session guys uh, so it was really a lot of fun to track uh, and and cut this record it took probably about four or five sessions and uh, was oh, wow. definitely a step up uh, in energy and and decibel range from the first record uh, bringing the full band on so. Yeah, we turned it up. I think you guys played uh, the title track "Honky Tonk Hell" on your on that on that episode. You 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 know alluded to, and uh, yeah. and I definitely that one coming out after after the you know the soft singer songwriter version on Farmland definitely uh, turned some heads. We think so. Yeah, it's like oh shit, he's got this another element that's badass and yeah, it's it's it's, it's spicy. It's got it's got like you said the full band. It just it just brings a whole other dynamic. I mean, it's cool. And, uh, and you still like, we had keys and Susanna there and, you know, you, you switch it up throughout the album too. There's a lot of cool stuff going on, um, with Honky Tonk Hell. Absolutely. Nashville's got some of the best session players in the world. And these guys just make a living, uh, running in and out of studios, running, uh, jumping on live shows, sometimes three or four different gigs a day. Uh, and, uh, a lot of them have been doing it for a long time and it's the way to get good here because, so many folks move to this town and are the best from wherever they're from. And then when they get here, they realize uh, they suck. <laughs> and, they, and, and most importantly, they have to get better, right? Um, right. And there's, there's, there's nothing like competition that, that'll inspire you to, to work on your craft. Um, it's why I love it here. It's why I moved back here after school, uh, not only to songwrite, but also to, uh, you know, I play keys. So I try to, I try to play with as many of my friends' bands as, as, as possible. It's, it's a lot of fun. 
That, that was one of the questions I had just jumping in again mm-hmm. here. Uh, is you were playing, you're the one playing keys on Su- Susanna, correct? I actually or, had uh, our the, our producer David Dorn is one of the best keys players I've ever met. Oh really? And that was actually a funny a funny story on that on that track. I uh, Dave Dave uh, almost always encourages me to try and lay down a keys track before he goes in there and does his you know wizardry. Um, right. Now he he does that because he knows that I have the chops, but also. He wants to see where my ear is is lend, is lending to the the track. He wants to he wants to see if he's got to go in there. He wants to see what I'm feeling from the keys or the organ. So makes sense. Uh, yeah. The B3 organ is you know obviously very powerful and, and a lot of fun to play. And then the keys uh, take a lot of uh, styling and 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 nuance. Uh, so when I went in there, I I. Put lay down a couple tracks for Susanna, and it just it just didn't feel. I was trying too hard, and then David Dorn went in and just laid that track down in like two two takes, and um, <laughs> he's killer. But it, it adds so much. Yeah, no, it's it's great. Yeah, that's why I, I made I made a point to to mention that. I, I was curious yeah. on, on if that was you or we yeah. switch off like uh, Great Big River. I think we kept my keys because they didn't suck too bad. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I played some B three here and there, but but most of it when you hear when you hear keys that's that's like really standing out. It's it's David Dorn. He he's he's behind the board for uh, both projects that we worked on, and he uh, again, like I said, is is, an, is a fantastic keys player, one of the best in this town. He was nominated for uh, an ACM award uh, for being one of the best piano players oh, wow. around. So he's I think that's two or three years running now. So uh, again, it's when people. Are when people hit me up saying that they're so proud and excited for what this record's got and what it's done uh, in a couple months, I just tell them that it wouldn't be possible without a great team. That's what it takes. Yeah, yeah, they're they've been very supportive. Al- Alex has been super supportive. I- I've seen on social media, especially. But yeah, yeah. AT's hey. great. He's you know he's um uh, he's like uh he's like my he's like my parents' age. So. We get along like, you know, he's, I don't want to say he's my drunkle, but like, you know, we, we hang, he's, we're buddies. The age difference doesn't matter. We, we met at a, we met at a, you know, we met at an open mic night and he was out to dinner with his family and he just came up and said hi after he heard me play a song and, uh, I invited him to the next show and the one after that. And ever since, uh, he signed me to his, his little develop, you know, talent development group and, right. uh, I met all his partners. That's awesome. And, uh, but we we're as much as we're talking music, we're also, we're also hanging out. We go to Titans games. Um, we, we, you know, we drink whiskey. We talk about women. It's he's, he's one of my best buds. Right on. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Alex Torres. He's the man. <laughs> oh yeah. You're a, you're, you're a, I think I read somewhere you're a bartender too, too, or you like you, you were at, uh, at one yeah. point in Nashville. I've been a bar. I've been working in restaurants since high school, and yeah. I've been a bartender for the last probably five or six years. That's how I pay my rent. It's how I buy dog food for my pups. Uh, it's a great gig. I I've always had. If you ask any any one of my high school friends or college friends, they can tell you I've always had like three or four gigs, side gigs that uh, that I do along with along with music. It's a lot of fun because I never get too bored, and I'm you know I jet around the city. Uh, to my different my different side jobs and bartending is one of the best ones for sure. It's a lot of fun. You meet a lot of folks. It's great for networking. 
And not that I really even use it to network that much, but really just the folks in food industry are, if you guys ever worked in a restaurant, like, you know, people are, people in food are, are, are a colorful bunch and yeah. it's, it's a, it's a great experience. And I, and I, you know, right now I, I've, I've been out of a job for, I think going on almost four weeks now, uh, was when the restaurant I work at closed. Uh, so, you know, they, but they were very supportive of us and they, they made it very clear that this was about to happen. So we didn't get too blindsided. Uh, however, uh, you know, there's a lot of folks in a lot of tight spots right now and I'm lucky to be in an okay situation. I'm not, uh, you know, out there, um, you know, I'm not spreading terribly about, uh, you know, where my next paycheck is going to come from, though I am joining the unemployment, uh, line. Um, so hopefully, um, you know, I'm just trying to be patient. Um, and taking the opportunity to write uh, and do laundry and all that shit. Especially do laundry. <laughs> <laughs> do laundry, clean Very the house, important. not not be too much of a fat ass, but that's hard, man. You got, you know, all, all, uh, Tiger King, you guys see Tiger King? I, I wasted oh, like, you bet. yeah, I wasted an entire day just watching, not that I wasted it, but I, you know, I killed an entire day <laughs> just sitting on the couch eating Cheetos watching Tiger King. It was great. Damn. I'm, yeah. I'm now... Three, I'm three episodes in on that. I'm I'm behind everybody else, but that you it's guys, everybody, else. like I said last night, everybody was right. As some wild shit, man. <laughs> yeah, Indeed. yeah. Garrett was finally watching it last night and Snapchatting me the whole time, like, holy shit! <laughs> They're supposed to be doing crazy. one more episode, I believe. Yeah, uh, I, I heard that. that. I seen yeah. there's supposed to be yeah. like some kind of a spinoff too, where they like, um, I forget what company it was. It was some kind of a Oh god! Some kind of a network was like gonna do some spinoff where they do a investigation into Carol there or whatever her name is. Dear Lord! So, no, I'd want to watch that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's did she I do mean, it? What do you think, Gabe? Did did she did she kill her husband? Dude, that woman is batshit crazy. Of course she did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's probably yeah. like. <laughs> I bet she's done. I bet she's probably you know done it since she's probably off to yeah. several Hell people yeah. jesus you can tell just like look at her eyes man she's got them crazy eyes i don't know oh yeah that's this this i would not want to be in a room with that lady fuck no no no, no way oh, dude man. i seen some shit today i seen some shit today on, on on facebook <laughs> i think it was somebody posted that uh they think that that jeff low dude is yeah, Carol's first husband, and she paid him to, to whack oh my God. the the rich husband or whatever or something like that. Or no, what no, was it? No, no, she, she paid him. him she paid Joe him to frame here. frame Joe. Yeah, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah, that's what it was. Plausible. You look at the the side by side shots. It's plausible. they look very similar. They look very similar. Yeah, I mean, I will believe pretty much anything after seeing that show. I mean, like these <laughs> yeah. guys, they're like real people who are just engaged in this ridiculous uh uh drama i mean it's, it's too real. strange to be fake <laughs> yeah you can't like this it goes to, it goes to shit you cannot make that shit up no, no. fuck no <laughs> it's gotta be, be that they've gotta be uh i mean the producers have to be making bank on it too think about you all think, of yeah. the like right at the beginning of quarantine too when everyone just like ate it yeah. up and it still is you know Perfect like that is shit yeah, insane, insane. Yeah. I don't know how that. I don't know how all that works. How they get paid from Netflix? If it depends on streams or what that. I don't know. How I don't that know works, But if 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 it does depend on streams, the way like music kind of does, they they got to be making some some serious cash. 
Okay. Yeah, that's actually an interesting question. If you is it it's a Netflix original, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, like I think the, so. I think like Netflix helped produce it. Yeah. Um. So they must have invested at some point. Um. I but know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. If you just have like a random show, like an old show, like uh, like Dexter or something. That's yeah. You know, I just finished Dexter like two days ago. Did I'm you sure really? I said it. Yeah, dude, such a bummer of an ending. Ah, okay, yeah, the I'm ending still not sucked. Over it. But that that you know that was one of my favorite uh, uh, shows throughout college. I I watched it over and over. It's it's very good. Yeah, I've never seen that. Oh, one. that's funny you said that. I literally just like the last like two months I've been watching. <laughs> it's a it good all. it's a good show. Yeah, the, the, uh, the casting's pretty great, and um and I like uh you know the plot line definitely thins out a little bit. They they kind of start grasping at straws towards the end, but. That just like you know, it's it's so good at being um, uh, it's so good at being a like cliffhanger, you know, on the edge of your seat kind of kind of show yeah. because he's always he's he's always getting into shit. <laughs> and it makes you like cheer for a serial killer. So, like, uh, yeah, always, right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like definitely unique. Without, without question, you're pulling for him. But it's like, yeah, the fuck, he's killed like a hundred people. <laughs> yeah, but he's also like kind of like a superhero. Yeah, I mean, they're all yeah. bad guys. Most of them. Yeah. Almost all. But, yeah. Yeah, I won't ruin it for anyone who's listening, but go watch Dexter if you haven't. If you like dark shit. <laughs> I haven't yeah. watched it, but now I kind of want to. Yeah, you should. And check it out, maybe. All right. I, I'm waiting for I'm the... I'm steer. I'm waiting for the fucking Michael Jordan documentary to come out, like the, the Chicago right. Bulls yeah. series mm-hmm. that they're going to put out, like, end of April. People begged... Them to put it out now, but everybody's just yeah, they're, they're putting it out early because yeah, and they bumped the date up. But I'm fired up for that. Anyway, we, we can stop talking about Netflix now, but steering this back, yeah, nice, Gabe. I, yeah. I think you are the first actually, you're the first Nashville artist that we've talked to on the show. So you, you kind of talked about that quite a bit all already, but I'm just curious, like, I mean, um. Like your background, how you ended up in, in Nashville, how you ended up in the country scene, like if you just want to talk about that a bit and like like you said, there's so many people there, it's so competitive, like standing out, like what what's that scene kinda like for you? How's that been? Um Absolutely. I I'll definitely first and foremost will say that Nashville is a is a great town. It's definitely growing and has been for the past ten years, but it still feels like a small town in a lot of ways. Um, you know, it's it's hard to go out uh, to certain neighborhoods that, you know, that you frequent, um, or that, you know, you work in and not see someone, you know, um, which is, which is, which I love because, yeah. uh, you, you never feel like a stranger. Um, now Nashville, I, I my parents moved here in the early eighties and, uh, they, they, they immigrated to the States before that, uh, to Arizona for school and got their master's degrees, moved to Nashville and, um, my brother and I were both were both born here, so I I grew up just west of ta- of uh, Nashville proper. Uh, it's a town called Bellevue, um, but has now been pretty much absorbed by by the city. Uh, it's um, it's it is it is a competitive environment, but it, again, it's extremely supportive. We have uh, events that you guys have probably heard of, like Whiskey Jam and Revival, yeah. and um, they're hosted by experienced uh songwriters and people of the business um who are not not just trying to make a buck or trying to get their name out there they're they're either songwriters themselves who you know who slaved away for 10 years 20 years writing songs and trying to get a pub deal or they're they're folks who just 
really, uh, really love songwriting and want to share um, and help the Nashville sound get better. So Whiskey Jam yeah. and Revival are two, you know, pretty big uh, pillars in the songwriting scene here. But uh, now there's just there's a uh, songwriter rounds uh, at every bar, pretty much every restaurant, every bar has has a live stage set up, and a songwriter round is fairly unique to Nashville. Three or four songwriters get on stage for an hour long set and just swap songs and and tell stories and all that. So uh, when when I first started playing out, it was about two years ago, I started playing out with my original music. And like I said, the place was, the, the place was extremely uh, welcoming, uh, despite the fact that I might not look like your, your average country singer. Um, it was... What do you mean? I don't understand. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, there's, there's definitely, uh, we get a lot of folks that move here from the Midwest, uh, we get yeah. a lot of folks from just moving here for any jobs, you know, from L.A., Chicago, New York. But uh, growing up here, uh, I was definitely one of the few uh, kids of Asian descent. Uh, and I I grew up around uh, all my kids were, you know, were Americans. I mean, not all my kids, all my all my friends when I was kids, when I was a kid were, were Americans. You know, the church I went to, the preschool I went to, the elementary school. And so... Uh, I definitely, you know, had comical moments growing up where, you know, I, I'd be luckily enough to not have realized that I was different or, you know, in quote, in quotations, different. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of the story of it. I mean, it's just, it's been such an accepting community for me in most, you know, in most occasions. Um, I've never had to beat anyone's ass or anything for being racist. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but you know, I keep my skills, you know, sharp in, just in case. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean the really, really, uh, really the folks in Nashville love songwriting. Uh, they love music. And although it is competitive, uh, people understand that you, you do need to, you do need to glad hand a little bit, but, um, when you do that, uh, you you do form honest relationships. It, it can happen. It doesn't just mean. Sure, there are some folks that I just say hi to to say hi to, and and I think they right. probably think the same of me. But uh, I've made such a great community of friends here, and that says a lot, I think, because I I I, I still hang out with my high school buddies, um, and now you know oh, they're yeah. all, they're all married and they're having kids and and stuff, and and I'm doing the music thing, and um, we, we we still keep up. So I've got this great you know support group being from Nashville, um, yeah. friends and family, and then. In the past couple of years, have branched out and met all these other songwriters. Either, um, you know, whether they just moved here last week or whether they are, you know, the the vice president of creative at BMI. You know, like it's a it's a it's become a more diverse of a town than than you would think. Cool. Yeah, well, that makes sense. How, how does how does being from Nashville like like kind of like I guess shit? How does being from Nashville and like being part of that community that you kind of just described? How does that like shape your opinions about, you know, what what comes out of there as far as the mainstream country yeah, music scene and like yourself as an artist being, like I said, being part of that music community there as well as being, I mean, like right, grown up there. How does how does that kind of? For sure, Na- Nashville has Nashville has a phenomenal, you know, legendary history uh, when it comes to country, rockabilly, soul. Um, and now of course, pop country, um, made a lot of people, a lot of, made a lot of people, yeah. a lot of money. 
uh, and gives a lot of people jobs. So, you know, I, I will say, and, and to be fair, to be fair. Uh, over the, to be fair, a lot of, over, over time, so many, so many uh, of my favorite songwriters have, have made stops sure. in Nashville. Um, a lot of the Texas, think of, think of like a lot of the Texas guys, Willie and, you know, right. Christopherson and those guys, they, they came to Nashville because, uh, it was, it was a, it was a business move. It was, it was come here, uh, be noticed by people who can help you with money and, um, you know, meet up with your friends, write some songs, try and try and get a cut, try and write a hit. And it still is in a lot of ways, but a lot of those Texas guys, they just went right back to Texas after a few years, you know, cause, uh, you know, they, they kind of, I guess it wasn't quite their vibe and that's okay. Nashville, as far as, um, uh, a hub for music, uh, is just, I think, at the end of the day, another hub for music. I mean, it's not right. the end all be all. You don't have to move to Nashville to make it in music. You you know, you don't have to be anywhere. I I think you have to surround yourself with people who are going to help you, and that is a huge reason why people you know quit their jobs, you know, pack all their shit in their guitar case and move to Nashville and and try and chase a dream, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Um, I I think that uh, you know, although I grew up here, I I empathize with the the girl or the guy who is up on stage at an open mic for the first time in this town um, because they are not to sound too cheesy, but they are, they are pursuing something and they're, they're, and they're, they're taking a risk and we all know what that feels like. So whether you, whether you just got your song cut by Luke Combs or, or whether, you know, you're, you're still looking for a, you know, a publishing deal, um, the enthusiasm and, and the passion behind that is extremely important. So that's what makes this town, I think, so supportive and, and awesome. Um, now, of course, uh, you, you look at you look at pop music now in the mainstream. Um, it's it's basically just this pipeline of songwriting from, a, you know, from a creative standpoint. You're 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 listening to a lot of recycled yeah. uh, sounds and, and licks and riffs and, and lyrics. And it's. It gets it gets repetitive and redundant for folks who uh, crave something more profound and, uh, and and but but I I don't want to I don't want to necessarily shame anyone saying that they're just uh, they're just in it for you know for the money and I think I think that is the case for a lot of you know executives uh, when it comes to music it's it's funny because the industry has now there's an industry now it's not just right. artists um, and their bands. You need management. You need marketing. You know, you need digital and you need uh, publishing. And so it's like, think about, think about, uh, you know, professional sports. You got the talent and then you got the people that manage the talent and then you got the people that pay the talent, you know, um, and, and, and no one but the talent actually does the craft, but everyone's got yeah, a hand in true. it. Um, and everyone's got to say about how it should be or how it shouldn't be, but at the end of the day, only the talent is doing it. Now, again, like I said before, you, you need it. You need a team, um, especially when you know. I don't know how many people are moving here a day to pursue music. You know, I mean, you gotta have it. You gotta have backing and support. Um, so I won't. I won't say that. I won't say that mainstream country uh, is is evil or anyway. I'm not. Uh, you know, I'll let I'll let Sturgill Simpson and Tyler Childers <laughs> handle that battle. Um, I, uh, I like to think that most songwriters in this town probably fell in love with country and songwriting and Southern rock through their parents or, uh, or were exposed to it at some point, you know, on the radio and, uh, 
you know, gravitated heavily towards it. And, and I, and I don't, and I don't think that anyone is, I think that most songwriters in this town are trying to bridge that gap between classic, uh, awesome, you know, like Willie Nelson's kind of John Prine, Bob Dylan storytelling. I think most people are, are, are inspired and influenced by that and want to reach back and grab whatever they can from it. Just, you know, for some folks, for some folks, um, uh, you know, when they when they write a song or or co-write with a bunch of people, uh, you'll you'll get a lot of times you'll get just the poppiest thing you've ever heard, and 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 for a lot of people that's yeah. dollar signs. So, um, uh, but but again, I I really think that most people uh, are trying to bridge that gap, but it's really hard to do. I I hope you're right. I mean, I I definitely. I mean, I I'm not. I I go to Nashville every once in a while. I'm not in the scene like you are, but. I mean, I certainly think, you know, there's people who, who hear some of that stuff on, on the radio and they're like, well, I, I can do that. <laughs> and then go to Nashville and make some cliche, you know, song and, and yeah, get in with the right people. I, I mean, I'm sure that's going on too, but I, I, I hope you're right that, that the yeah, majority it happens. Um, do, do hold true to kind of, you know, the history of Nashville, the history of, of country music, like. All those names you listed were, were phenomenal. Yeah. So, well, you look at you look at folks like Isabel, yeah. and Brandy right. Carlisle and Tyler Childers, and these guys these guys are all um, these guys are all from that school of of folks who were influenced by you know by John Prine um, and and folks before him, uh, Chris Christopherson, and so uh, you know the, these guys these guys have enormous followings now. Uh, which I think gives us a lot of hope because clearly uh, it doesn't mean you, clearly you don't have to be just Dustin Lynch or you know uh, you know Luke Bryan right, to right. sell out yeah, a stadium. Right. That's yeah. exactly right. You know, like Tyler Childers was Tyler Childers was playing um, like dive bars right. two years yeah. ago. I was at one of them. It's like and, fifty people. It's yeah. Crazy. I know. Don't you wish? Don't you wish you'd caught I, that? <laughs> I did. I was. I was standing there like, yeah. I, oh, I saw him in Des Moines, dude. There's like, there's like 50 people. It was like a bar oh, I'd man. never even heard of, and we drove over. I had heard about him for like a couple yeah. months, maybe, and no one knew who the hell he was there. Yeah. And like, you're just right up there. And <laughs> like, that's crazy. It was probably two, three years ago, maybe. It's like Jesus. Yeah, I saw him at the Ryman uh, a couple months ago, and it, it really was it really was um, pretty spectacular. Yeah, pretty awesome. Seen. Here, here in two years, we'll we'll be looking back and being like, yeah, dude, like I was Facetiming Gabe Lee in my living room, and <laughs> I'll still I'll still fa- I'll still Facetime with you guys <laughs> if I make it. Don't worry. <laughs> from hey, the from yeah, the two of us, how about that? Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> You got a good sound, and I tell you, I think it's about time to to hear some of that magic in the works here. You want to play us a song? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, let me grab my guitar. All right, this is Imogene off the the record, Honky Tonko. I struck out on the road tonight Redneck Lily and 
Japanese ties Running from a woman Looking for a fight And breaking down from time to time When I woke up in the morning I must have lost my way Wound up smack dab in the middle of ghost town, USA Backwoods, Mississippi Population 23 I came by to take a load off And now I never want to leave Mmm, ain't nothing to see Just a little patch of rough Hiding in the green And you can tell the folks back home If they're still asking after me I'm working it all out in Imogene Shotgun City And tell them what Streaks of lightning Buzzing on the coil I used to work all day Fucking work all night Spill my heart out on the slide Well it's hard to make a living Hiding money in the can Cause you can't cash out what you ain't cashed in You take your dead end job Off a dead end street Throw it on the record, hun And put it on repeat mm -hmm, Ain't nothing to see It's just a little patch of rough Hiding in the green And you can tell the folks back home If they're still asking after me I ain't ever going back I ain't ever coming back I ain't ever coming back To Imogene Yeah, what kind of guitar you're playing there? Oh yeah, um, this is like this is an old three quarters, um, so a pretty small yeah. body. Uh, the uh, I'll show you the label on it. It says Waterstone yeah. Nashville. So, you know, I I had a drifter friend named Daniel Williamson, and he uh, left this in my van one day <laughs> in high school. And then he, you know, <laughs> drifted off. So, Dan, you know, Daniel Williamson, if you're listening to this, I still have your guitar. Come get it. Uh, yeah. So I guess it must. He, this kid had the strangest ability to just procure, uh, you know, sh you know, stuff from people. Um, and a lot. Sometimes it was it was valuable stuff. Like, but he just like had this. He was kind of a, you know, he was. Uh, he liked to have a good time, and you know he was usually under the influence of some something or other. And we used to, we used to just like run around town, and you know following him around was just so entertaining. But that's how I got this guitar from him. This one time we were at a we were at a pet store, 
And he managed to talk the owner of the pet store into giving him a <laughs> for free. Talk, talk him into it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, it was like, it was like this, like, you know, $80, you know, $80, $90, um, like white chameleon. Um, or yeah, maybe it wasn't a chameleon. It was like a lizard of some sort. And anyways, he just, we're in this pet shop, like looking at shit. And he somehow convinces the, um, the, the manager that he knows the owner and that the owner, like he has store credit. <laughs> Uh, and we we walk out of that place, and he's got like a hundred dollar lizard. <laughs> uh, he's yeah, he's he's. I need to write. I need to write some songs about him. Him and his El Camino. That That's kid was awesome. insane. But anyways, this is this is his guitar, and I've and I've had it for you know, I've had it for like fifteen yeah. years. So that, that we're, we're is looking forward right to there. your There's something in there for sure. <laughs> we're we're looking forward to your twenty twenty one album, Chameleon. <laughs> Chameleon. Chameleon, yeah, baby. <laughs> It's pretty cool. Gotta be some, uh, some play cool. on words in there, Anyways. color changes. Yeah. Oh, probably. Absolutely. That was pretty good stuff. <clears throat> yeah. That was, that was Thank great, you though. for playing Thank that for us, man. That. I just. Yeah. It's like our our own personal live concert there that everybody else gets. To Hell yeah, to. yeah. The people, you know, the the live streams have been uh, so prevalent now. Uh, everyone's you got you got songwriters and bands, big and small, uh, mm-hmm. have to do it. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, I, I, we were only about to really start getting on the road until, uh, COVID-19 came around and pulled everyone off. And I, I'd done a a little bit of touring here and there, uh, before, but, uh, with other bands, actually, it was, it was hardly ever, you know, gaybly on the road. So I would do lots of one-offs, you know, here and there, but when, when this, you know, when this happened, it happened right right as our record release was supposed to go on and uh and we basically released on the worst day of the year <laughs> yeah, no kidding. but uh you know it's all good it's all it's good rough. uh we we have recreated the we have recreated the the record run record release run for the the fall and fingers crossed if circumstances allow and traveling is easy then and safe then we'll do it um we're supposed to go to uh, North Carolina. We're supposed to go to, through East Tennessee to North Carolina, and then up to New York for a, a couple days. Then over to I- uh, then so over to Iowa. To then right over to I- <laughs> directly over to Iowa, and yep. then up to then up to Canada. Hey! Uh, oh, really? You're welcome. I do. Time. I do love. I do love. I do love Canada. What? Where? Where are you, by the way? I'm in Alberta, Central Alberta. Okay. Oh wow! Okay, got gotcha. you. Yeah, way. I I spent some time in. I spent. We went on a trip in to Ottawa and Toronto, and it was a blast. Okay, yeah, it's funny. You see, yeah. you see an artist will announce the world tour, and it's always like, fuck, they'll go all over. I mean, Europe's a little different, I guess, but go all over through Europe, and then they'll come to Toronto. That's it. Yeah, Toronto, yeah. maybe Vancouver if you're lucky. Vancouver and Toronto, I guess, because they're because they're really accessible <laughs> from the United States, so. Yeah, for sure, and and Toronto is a six city. Yeah, yeah, had some good times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll I'll have to, I'll probably have to meet yeah. you halfway somewhere. <laughs> well, yeah, well, don't cry for Alberta. We'll we'll come see. Hey, you. right we'll on. You. When you get on the tour bus, right? <laughs> yeah, FaceTime yeah. you from the tour bus and, when you're on your way. Yeah. In the meantime, though, you are doing uh, some live shows, right? We've done a couple. Yeah. Um, I I did one live stream to uh, to garner support for. It was supposed to be. It was the night of our uh, our record release party, mm. yeah. which would have.
kicked off our run. Uh, that was um, a couple Thursdays ago. So we held a little live stream record release party on the back deck of our marketing offices, and uh, I collected donations for my my band that was that I was supposed to take you know on the road with me, and was able to pay them each uh, you know a few hundred bucks, which was nice. Uh, and I've 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 hopped on a, a couple different buddies live streams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I see you were on Grady's, weren't you? On YouTube there, I thought I seen. I was on Grady's a while back. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Uh, and uh, you know, it's I've mostly just been taking you know invites from folks, and I think we'll probably set up another one in a little bit. Uh, I don't love live streaming, and uh, but I you know I I, I don't want to sound like I'm yeah, like I'm above it. I, everyone's got to do it now. I just uh-huh. uh, uh, I, uh, I I I don't. I I have a really I guess I have this like, you know, stigma about how I want my music heard, and I, you know, never would have thought that uh, the only way for people mm-hmm. to see it live was through was through the phone, which is which is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but uh, because just about just because of uh, I guess the the personal intimate nature of being at a songwriter round or being in you know being in the room with someone. Right. Um, some people pull off these live streams really well. Some people have some bands and stuff. They have the all the sound going through a board and and have it coming through. It's it's incredible. So I think I need to just up my game. Yeah, well, that, that's we'll, very we'll be, true. There's we'll definitely the some artists who there's definitely some artists who are doing it better better than others. I would say, not oh, yeah. I mean, not some some not some of these jam bands. Them, but, yeah. Um, some but, yeah. some of them are. We'll, we'll keep others. our eyes and ears open for for your next one and and. Heck yeah! Get that out there. Oh, yeah. Make sure people know that, that that's happening um, when it does. Rocking. But we're a little now, we're a little far away from it now. But would you like to talk a little bit about the song you played there, Imogene? Oh, yeah. You have anything? Oh, yeah. you'd like to yeah. tell everybody about yeah, the tune course, or uh, how it all came to be and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Imogene was written um, uh, basically the morning before I went into a st- um, I think it was the third or last studio session for the recording of honky tonk hell we needed a one more uh pretty bare bones uh stripped raw sounding track and so i've been playing with these chords and um it's it's very similar to uh, the chords the the changes themselves are similar to eveline so uh it's like it's like a quicker you know more more uh a sped up version of those chords uh at least the beginning is and so i was uh you know i was it was like 4 a.m uh i woke up early i was uh uh, i was playing around with some ideas and uh might have been under the influence of something or other and (laughs) went on a super deep uh wikipedia dive uh into this town called imogene um which was actually, I believe, somewhere in the Midwest. It might have been actually, it might have been far west. And it was just this little, this little town that never had more than you know a couple hundred people in it. And I started, and I then then I went to the town's website, and it looks like you know it's, it looks like it's twenty years old. The website, and you know, hadn't been touched in forever. It looks like it was made by a like a middle schooler. It was made on and, one of those uh, on the dial-up internet. <laughs> right, it just it, it was hilarious, and and it, but it had all these pictures and stuff of, of the town and and the people in the town from like, uh, from when the first uh, 
you know, from like when the first playground went up, you know, stuff like that. Just old timey shit. Now and yeah, and I was up, I just read through this like this uh this brief history of it. They had like every they had listed big events that happened uh every year, um, just on a chart. And every like six years, like the town would burn down. This was this was start, starting in like oh, no. the l- early 1900s. So between like Jesus. like between like 18 like 90 to like um, 19, you know, 30, 1925, 1930, this town burnt down like six times. Jesus Christ! And um, what? what are they doing? You know, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? What are they fucking doing in this town? Uh, because it would it would say like it would say like schoolhouse, uh, you know, um, uh, schoolhouse, and then like some the grocery, and then. Uh, courthouse all burned down, and then the next, and then three years later, it'd be like, uh, you know, fire station burned down or some shit. <laughs> and I'm just like, what is happening? So you know, I imagine like in the 1900, like in the early 1900s, obviously, you know, you don't, you don't have like fire engines. No. Um, you know, you don't have like teams of firemen, and, and especially in a small town, you probably don't have. I mean, the whole the whole town should have been people. a volunteer fire fireman at that point. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. But I, I started. Playing with this, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, sorry, I was just doing some some Google research here, and I, I'm not positive that this is the Imogene that you're thinking of. There's an Imogene, Iowa. It's the first thing that came up. It might have been it's, Iowa. It's in Western Iowa, and it, yeah, there's fi- it's talking about fires here too. So interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I got my years right, but there were like this town burnt down way more than it it should have. They even recently, so I, like ten years ago, had like their movie theater burned down. so i'm i'm over here like yeah at four in the morning like writing this song and i and i'm i'm chasing this ghost town this ghost town idea right this of this kind of like not necessarily a ghost town but an abandoned small town feel because i was feeling reclusive and wanted to write about what it would be like to get away and uh and just kind of you know disappear off the off the map and and when I started when I started googling these these small towns and these ghost towns, Imogene popped up, and and then then you know that timeline caught me, and I was like, what you know what goes on? Like what 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 is happening? Is there an arsonist? Is there a is there a is there a family? Is there a tradition of arsonists that just like have been burning this town? And uh, you know when I when I came out of that hole, that black hole, I was like, oh, okay, like like uh. I start, you know, I started uh, writing the lyrics of the song and and getting deeper into that, and I think the story, the story is, uh, for the 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 stories about small towns are always interesting because they almost always uh, show portray that there's more to a small town than meets the eye. Um, it's it's yeah. it's a place that has real people, that has real relationships, that has that has drama. Uh, it can have intrigue. There can be danger. Uh, you know, just because it's a small town doesn't mean nothing's going on. There's pe- there's people there. Wherever there's people, there's shit happening. Yeah. Um, cool. And uh, and that's kind of the inspiration for that song. Um, I think uh, I think folks are still asking about whether it's a, a woman or a place uh, or whether it's both. I was. Asking and that, yeah. and I think um, I think what I I think a good response is that a lot of the songs on the record talk about a relationship uh talk about relationships of not of not simply uh between you know of a of a connection between significant others 
but connections between uh you know individual and their community or mm-hmm. uh between uh your your willpower and your addiction or maybe um maybe tradition uh versus um you know some something new like a like a cultural change and so all the all that sort of i, I like to refer to all those kind of observations about those relationships in romantic terms because they're they're accessible um but you know i'm not necessarily uh you know if i sing a song about you know i've got some girls names in a lot of my on a lot of my tracks and they don't i don't think they necessarily have to be about uh particularly women um i think they stand for much more than that i like that that's that's cool yeah really cool Um, really interesting story behind that too that's that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're up at 4 a.m., you know, you know, googling shit on Wikipedia, it's, you know, <laughs> you're gonna come up with, you're gonna come up with something. You'll get there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I like to, I like to wake up. Like, if I'm, if I wanna, if I wanna, sort of, uh, shock, uh, or the songwriter, you know, the 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 creative space a little bit. If I wanna, if I wanna, sort of jolt that, I'll wake my ass up super early in the morning. Um, and because then like, then whatever comes out is like, it's kind of like, I'm not filtering very, very, you know, I'm not processing super, uh, super hard. I'm just letting it all kind of, kind of spill out. That's cool. Um, Interesting. cause I'm half, half yeah, asleep. Sleep. Uh, Can't and sometimes it. that yields half, exactly. Half Don't overthink maybe. it. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes that yields, um, you know, better results or worse i mean it just depends <laughs> on the day yeah i um, like that yeah cool that's cool all right let's get this let's get we, we haven't put gabe through the the ringer yeah. yet yeah hit and me. i vote right. that we do it bring it on <laughs> i'll start easy with our rapid fires today gabe what is your favorite chord to play uh g i was hoping for like a b7 uh, g respect I like G, man. It's yeah, so pure. It's pure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How do you like your steak cooked? Medium rare. Correct. Good answer. That's the correct answer. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you more hippie or more cowboy? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, man, I think I'm right down the middle. Uh, if I right really had to choose middle. one. If I really had to choose one, I'd probably say a little more cowboy. Yeah, I I don't know how I'd answer that. Probably similar. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a great it's a great two it's a great uh confluence of two things to be a hippie and a cowboy. Yes, right up the middle is a good place. Yeah. Uh, What was your worst job ever? All right, talked a bit about your bartending, but what was the worst job you ever had? Uh, Uh, shit. Uh, I think uh, the worst job I ever had, I was like a cashier at a college bookstore, mm. and yeah. no, I probably looked like such a nerd. Sounds, it probably was. Sounds really boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got I had to do community I had to do community service once um, for something bad I did, and I was like just basically picking up trash. That sucks. Um, that it 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 kind of sucked, yeah, but. You know, I learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> let's say, let's say you you have to be 
you get reincarnated as something and it's not it's not a human what would you want to be reincarnated as well if we're in quarantine and i were to die tonight and i want to be reincarnated tomorrow i'd want to come back as a dog because my dogs are having the best time in quarantine oh, right yeah. now I bet they are. That's they're legit. i mean they're they're never left alone they're constantly you know they're taken out on three walks a day <laughs> they get treats around the clock. I think. I think. I. I think. Even regardless of the quarantine, I'd like to come back as a dog because who lives better? Who has a who? Who lives in more luxury than like a dog and like a middle class to upper class family? I mean, yeah, come on, true. Dude. You, you you get your ass wiped for you. You got a good point. <laughs> That's all I want. I do like playing fetch. I would play fetch if someone threw a ball. I'd go <laughs> <Yeah>. get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> uh, this guy hey, that's hilarious i love i love i mean yeah fetch. it's a good game man it's one of the one of the probably one of the first games ever invented <laughs> probably yeah oh my god uh, <laughs> yeah so uh yeah easily easily i would come back as any kind any kind of dog great answer <laughs> that's funny all right I, this was like my last question but I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask it now since we're on the subject of dogs what's the worst name for a dog that was a terrible dog name. <laughs> oh, oh God. Um I'm trying to think of like bad dogs that I knew. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that there's a that there's a bad name. Oh, there's bad dog. names for dogs. There's definitely bad names. <laughs> I mean I, I I I'm trying to think of one. Like maybe like uh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> um Maybe like something religious or like politically, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A like political like dog obviously, name would be a bad dog name. Like, yeah. like obviously dog. Hitler would be a terrible name. For <laughs> just, just I mean, going yeah. straight there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like that would be. I mean, that like that's a name. That's a name that no one will ever use again. So I mean, that yeah. probably be a terrible. A political dog name, name yeah, would be, be terrible too, one. because you'd pretty much have to use the first and the last name, like. Come here, yeah. Justin Trudeau. Like I, I don't know. Right. That's sorry. That's a Canadian. Canadian joke. I think people. Get... It would be a terrible yeah. dog name. Oh, Justin Trudeau. I, I was thinking more basic, like Rachel. Rachel would be a terrible dog name, like that. Yeah, human names yeah, don't generally work well. Like a yeah. basic human name. Agreed. Like... Yeah. Agreed. Though, 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 my dog's named Emma, and she's a sweetheart. Oh. So Emma's not as bad. Know, she... I will. No. Yeah. That's no, there's, there's... You know, Rachel. Rachel sounds like a sorority chick. Right, that's what I was going for. Yeah, exactly right. This no, is my dog, big... Rachel. She's Kai Omega. Yeah, definitely good and bad or, human names for dogs. That's gonna be very hit hit and yeah. miss. Yeah, for sure. All right, all right, all right, Mike. Um, let's see. Uh, if you could be professional at any sport, what would you be a pro at? Oh man. Um, well, I played lacrosse in high school, uh, and and I there was a lot of fun. Uh, we didn't have a football team, so you know if you wanted to, if you wanted a aggressive sport, that was all we had. Um, I I love football, American football. I love watching football, so that would probably be the sport I would play. And then um, the the defense uh, for like you said you're getting ready to fight, so. You know, if oh, you yeah, had to, sure. so that would come into that come in handy. Oh yeah. yeah, either that, either that or MMA. I feel like I could, I could probably kick some some ass in MMA. Oh yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Um, what's tuned. your 
What's your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> the first first country singer songwriter to go to go MMA. It'd <laughs> be badass. <laughs> I'll do it. Smash guitars. Uh, what's what's your what's your yeah. favorite home cooked meal? Oh man, uh, my mom is a phenomenal cook. She uh, she's she has uh, recipes you know like passed down from her her mom and her mom before her. Uh, one thing that we're actually pretty famous for uh, in Nashville are uh, you know like pot stickers like du- like yeah. Yeah, dumplings okay. yeah. that you just throw on the pan or the fry. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom probably makes the best ones I've uh, I've ever had um, ever. Mm. Um, so. And I think a lot of a lot of this town that's that's you know, we, around Thanksgiving we don't have a lot of immediate family in in Nashville, so we make like five hundred of these these suckers and we hand them out to all our friends and family. Oh, nice. Um and and people love them. Yeah, there's like there's chicken, there's shrimp, there's cabbage, and all sorts of amazing shit. And then my brother and I like fold them up, and then we just you know we either fry them or steam them, however you want them. And Steamed they're is my favorite. they're inc- yeah. they're incredible. That cool. sounds so, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, what's your favorite holiday? Oh, let's see. Probably Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, get to pick out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big yeah. I'm a big Thanksgiving guy. Um, they're uh, again, and that 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 might seem kind of contrary because we don't have a ton of family here, but we always team up with our 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 na- we we get dinner with our neighbors across the street and their friends, and then we go out to my uh, like my godparents. Um, some of my parents' best friends. They have a Lake house over here, uh, in in uh in East or uh, North North Nashville kind of areas, Percy Priest Lake, and uh, you know they become basically our our family. Uh, so you know obviously you got the food, you got football, uh, and then you know you got the lake, and then we play family football afterwards. Uh, what so. else do you need? <laughs> exactly, yeah, and I you know we're not a huge. My family's not super huge into holidays as far as like. You know, Christmas right. and even birthdays and stuff like we're we kind of just we're, we're super casual. Right. Uh, but Thanksgiving's never failed me. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. All right. Respect. Here's an important one. If you had to mm-hmm. be eaten by any animal, which animal would you like to be eaten by? Uh, oh boy. Well, my first my instinct is to say is to say something quick. Yeah, it's got. You know, that would just. I would just tear my head off, you know. Yeah. Um. But also, like, what would it be like to be like swallowed by a whale? Oh shit! Ooh. Good one. Good one. <laughs> you might be able to get and out just, of that, you know. Exactly. Yeah you, yeah, you might be able to just like swim around for a while and. Yeah, I didn't say you had to die. Like, if you got eaten by a whale, you might you might make it out of that. Yeah. That's true. That's I can tell you point. what the worst probably would be is to get it to to be swallowed alive by a python. That would Ooh. that would be the worst. That yeah. would suck. I yeah, think a cougar would. Like be, a, yeah, I think like a big cat would be the worst. Like speaking of Tiger King, that fucker would like play with you. Have Have you seen um uh, what oh fuck what is that uh, uh DiCaprio movie Revenant? Oh yeah, where he gets mauled oh. by the bear. That that looks poor. Yeah, <laughs> that looks like a bad day. Yeah, no thanks. Pretty much, pretty much anything getting eaten by anything. I think. Would yeah, suck. for sure. Yeah. Oh no, it's not gonna be pleasant. <laughs> like I really want to be eaten by. Which is why, which is why I think, like, if you think about like a whale shark just like swallowing you whole, like, they'd be pretty painless. Yeah, true, true. That's a good yeah. one. I never, I really never would have thought of that. It's a good one. Smart, smart, um, smart. 
My my last one here, uh, again, I don't know what, what's up with the animal pet theme here, but um, yeah, pet theme. if you could have one, like, exotic pet, like, something that, like, normal people, like, they just don't, they don't have it. Yeah. Uh, an exotic yeah. animal that you'd have, and we'll just say, like, all the caging and all the caretaking, like, you don't have to worry about it. You just get this animal. What would yeah. what'd you have? Uh... I've always thought it's super badass to, uh, for, you know, like hawkers, people who have like hawks. Oh yeah. Go out yeah. Like, yeah. People who have like hawks that, and falcons that like go out and hunt for them and they just like, they just like bring like rabbits and so I can shit back and, and you've got that, uh, you've got that like leather, like arm brace. Oh yeah. And they just like, I just want to wear just, that like, thing. sit there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could just like train that thing to go like okay. peck someone's eyes out. Hell just yeah. be like that guy right there. Sick yeah. Em. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sick him, Rachel. Sick him, Rachel. <laughs> Don't you dare name your hawk or falcon Rachel, <laughs> dude. That'd be awesome. Revoking your falconry license. <laughs> oh yeah, I pro- yeah. So I probably need to get licensed for that. But I think I think from like a hunting standpoint, that would be sick to have a to have a hawk. It would be. Sick. It would be. Good point. You have to name him Herky. Yeah. You have to Herky the hawk. That's that's fine. That's I'll, Iowa's. Yeah. That's Iowa's mascot. So. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, now you do. That's cool. I I went to big. I was you know I went to Indiana Big Ten. Oh, did you? Yeah, go yeah. Big Ten. Hoosiers. Who's your yeah. daddy? Exactly. <laughs> All, right. All right. My last one is: if you could have a drink with one artist, living or dead, who would you pick? Oh. Um. Well. I I would probably say I probably go with a living artist, and I would probably say, um, either John Prine or Isbell. Mm. Isbell's hilarious. Yeah. Um, you he know, is. you see his tweets. His he's Twitter? like super yeah. entertaining. Yeah, he's funny. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. He is so fucking hilarious. Uh, and then and then, and then John Prine is obviously just like you know the godfather of Americana. Of right. Of course. Um, and uh, probably has the best stories. Um, yeah, I could only yeah, imagine. Yeah, but there, but of course there are, there, there are probably dozens. Yeah. I could say. Of oh yeah, how do you even narrow it down? History. That's a yeah. tough one. Yeah, tough one. Good answer. So. Um, All right, we well, yeah. made it, dude. You did well. That's it. You did well. You did well. Yeah. Very, very well. Yeah. Yeah. Good questions. Good questions. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your first? Oh, time they're being not. Asked they're not good questions. questions? <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. You're, me- you're meant to fail. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, and the next time somebody asks you which what kind of an animal you want to be eaten by, if you could pick, you'll know what to say. You practice up. I know what yeah. to say now. That yeah, <laughs> yeah. God. I'm prepared. Just in case You're that ever comes up. Prepared me to again. answer these. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well. All right. We we do have another song coming. We got Babylon, right? Do. Yeah. Babylon. Do we have any, anything else to talk oh, yeah. about for the good of it? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, man. We, 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 Anything you want to plug in here, Gabe? Or? Yeah, do that. Uh, Babylon, I wrote that. I wrote Babylon with Vinny Paolizzi. He's a, he also helps run that revival song went around uh, oh, here cool. in town. And uh, he put out a version, another version of Babylon that's on Spotify under under his name, Vinny Paolizzi. It's Italian name, so just try your best with the spelling. <laughs> uh, but I played, I played keys on his version uh, 
of of the track. Um, we both cut it, and it's it's pretty different. Um, and it's interesting to see how both how both uh, cuts turned out. So, uh, yeah, Vinnie Pelizzi um, with is the co-writer on on Babylon, and he's got his band's got a different version out there somewhere. If you want to look it up, it's uh, fun to compare the two. Yeah, I didn't know that. I'm gonna have to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. All right, um, Gabe. Well, I will say uh, thank you for being the first artist to actually play a song for us, like act live on, yeah. the, on the podcast. Dude, that's so it fucking cool. Live, technically, that's a yeah. Weird, why not? Weird way to put it, but yeah, that's no, really not cool. at all. I've, 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 stuff, so. Yeah, it's been it's been uh, for the you know obviously with more and more folks uh, dialing in through live stream and, and podcasts and stuff. Um, you know, I've I I don't. I think I've I think I've played uh, a song or two for every single one of the um, one of the interviews I've done, as long as we can get it get it sorted out technically. But yeah, no, it was a pleasure. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thanks yeah. a lot. It was, it was fantastic, and I'm sure everybody else will really appreciate that uh, little twist. So, oh yeah, it's awesome. If you want to take this opportunity to uh, plug in the website, social medias, all that good stuff, let everybody know where to find you. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Everything is under the handle Gabe Lee with two E's. Gabe Lee TN. Uh, it's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find it all there via that handle. And then if you're looking for merch, if you're looking for uh, you know tour schedule when we get back on track here with that, um, it's GabeLeeTN.com. It's pretty easy nowadays. You can just Google Gabe Lee, uh, and uh, most, of that, most of that stuff pops up right away. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone, and best of luck. Yeah, thanks so much. All right, Gabe, thank you so much for for hanging with us and, yeah, definitely playing the tune and and teaching me what animal I want to be eaten by. Um, (laughs) Well, I not want to be eaten, but you get it. (laughs) You get it. Yeah, I get it. Fun time, man. Um, And we get to leave everybody with Babylon here. Be sure to check out Gabe, everything he's got to offer, his new album, Honky Tonk Hell. It's a lot more goodies on that one, so... Thanks all. Thank you, Gabe. This is Babylon. I gave up on being loaded. Hung my soul out to dry. Glass of sorrow, and I hit the road and said goodbye. Cause it's a cold and a bitter feeling when you ain't got nothing left to lose. And you're picking up all your clothes off the pavement, ragged ties, and pulling strong leather shoes. I'm beating up, burning it down. So if you want to find me Oh, if you want to find me I'll be moving on Packing up my bags and gone Getting out of Babylon Many tribes and tribulations Floods and fires have I seen Heard tales of angels turned to demons 
another love that I've left behind. Have formed a band of apprehending. Yes, I'm told they'll be here shortly anytime. If you wanna find me, oh, if you wanna find me, I'll be moving on, packing up my bags and gone, getting out of Babylon. Might have made it somehow, but if you want to find me, oh, if you want to find me, if you want to find me, you want to find me. 